0: Hello, hello, welcome back to How to Buy a Kitchen or Bathroom, the podcast brought to you by these3rooms.com. It is episode number three of series number three, so we are off to a flying start. Great to have you here again this week, so thank you as always for joining. My name is Lindsay Blair and I'm the editor of These3Rooms.com and Kitchens, Bedrooms and Bathrooms magazine and now your host chatting all things kitchen and bathroom design. So again, welcome. Last week, I chatted to Zoe at Sheffield Sustainable Kitchens about what it really means to create an eco-friendly, sustainable kitchen from the very outset of a project in terms of the materials you choose, what you decide to put into your design, as well as lots of other things, which was really interesting. So do go back and have a listen to that one if you haven't done so already, because this week, it's sort of a part two to that conversation. We are delving into the world of second-hand kitchens. Yes, you heard me right, second-hand kitchens, or shall we say pre-loved kitchens. Have you ever considered this as an option to get your dream kitchen for a fraction of the price and to save an existing kitchen going into landfill? Well, it is possible. It's good for the wallet and for the planet. And there are companies out there that specialise in just that. So this week I'm handing over to KBB Magazine's Georgina Townsend for this episode as she's caught up with two experts who are all about pre-loved and sustainable kitchen design. I love the idea of this as a way to breathe new life into your home and give a new life to a design that's already out there and isn't really past its best yet.
1: So without further ado, let's delve into this a little deeper and find out what it's all about. Hello and welcome back to the How to Buy a Kitchen or Bathroom, the podcast brought to you by these3rooms.com. I am Georgina Townsend, Acting Editor. Today I am talking all about secondhand kitchens and the potential these can bring, both in terms of your overall budget but also what it means for sustainability. To help me find out more on the topic, I am joined today in the studio by Helen Lord, founder of Used Kitchen Exchange and Rob Cole, Managing Director of Sheffield Sustainable Kitchens. Hello everyone. Hello. Good morning. So, now... When I think about anything that's secondhand, I think it's going to be worn, battered, and let's be honest, a bit dated. So I think we just need to start with the obvious question, what is a secondhand kitchen, and where can someone get a second-hand kitchen from? Helen, should we start with you? Absolutely. It's my favourite question, obviously. A second-hand kitchen, if we
2: just go to something that's a little bit more normal, if we move house, we adopt a second-hand kitchen. So that kitchen will have been used in the property. And very often we choose to buy a property because we like the kitchen. So it's not necessarily dirty. It could actually be better than the kitchen we're leaving. So that's the first point. The second point really with second-hand kitchens is that kitchens are removed ahead of their time for many different reasons. If you were building an extension at the back of your property, that kitchen that you currently have might only have been in a few years likewise people who buy properties sometimes they save some money back it's going to be their forever home so they decide you know i know the kitchen's nice but it's not really what we want so that then comes out so when we use the word used or pre-owned it doesn't mean it's old and dirty
1: okay great rob would you agree
3: um, I would absolutely, yeah. So, um, in fact, I just had a conversation with my sister uh, yesterday. She's looking to, been talking about buying a new property, but one of their reasons for not wanting to move is that they, they don't think they can afford a place which is to have a nicer kitchen than the kitchen that we did for them in it. So, we, as a company, don't as such sell secondhand kitchens, but we do turn people's secondhand kitchens effectively into new kitchens. So, we do some quite significant kitchen refurbishments for people. And say, you know, say the doors aren't great on their kitchen; they're a bit old and battered, or they're not to their style. We'll, you know, potentially maybe rejig the cabinetry and potentially add some bits to it but then provide them with new doors and handles and try and give them something back that is better than the kitchen that was there before and refresh it and give it a new lease of life really.
1: Okay so second-hand kitchens could potentially be the kitchen you already have or it's one that can be bought from a company such as yourselves. Mm-hmm. So tell me what are the benefits and why should we have a secondhand kitchen? The benefits of a pre-owned kitchen, first of all obviously the money aspect kitchens
2: that we sell can be considerably less than their original install price so for example a small bone kitchen or a mark wilkinson or um, a tom howley if it's five six seven years old that can bring you an 80% saving on the price of new so that's one really good solid reason for doing it secondly there's also the carbon savings Um, so the average kitchen saves around five to six tonnes of carbon. Six tonnes doesn't really sound an awful lot, but it's the equivalent of, of your usage for about a year as a family. So it's a considerable saving. I mean, obviously there's the saving of landfill, but if it's a quality kitchen, shouldn't end up in landfill anyway. So there's those benefits, but, but also what we find with people, uh, an unexpected joy with them really is the creativity required. Somebody who's buying a second-hand kitchen has to get a little bit more creative and it becomes very much their own kitchen then. They get involved in the design, uh, very heavily involved in the design and some people choose to install themselves as well. So it just adds to this, oh, I did that feelings. So we like to call them feel-good kitchens because when you've got that in there and you've saved yourself a lot of money, you've saved some carbon
1: impact and you've also designed it yourself, It's it feels pretty good. So Rob, how does it all work? So let's say I've seen a pre-owned kitchen on Facebook or, you know, because some people sell their kitchens as well, don't they, mm-hmm. online, yep. or that I've seen someone elsewhere. How does it work? How am I getting that kitchen into my Space.
3: So I would always advise getting the help from an expert kitchen designer because it's likely that the cabinets you're buying weren't designed originally for the space that you've got at home. So you're going to need some help probably in rejigging that design and working out how those cabinets can work for you in your space and making sure that's actually going to work probably before you even part with the cash and, and buy that item. Once then you've got someone involved, they can help you to design that so it's going to work wonderfully for the space you've got at home. And I think that's really important. One of the, one of the things that's really important to us as a business is that what we're installing is designed for the space, designed for the client, and it's going to last them and work wonderfully for them for many, many years to come. If it's not well designed, it's going to be unpleasant to work in, unpleasant to use, and it's going to be a daily annoyance to people. And that's how then those kitchens end up in skips or um, you know thrown away when they really shouldn't be.
1: So Let's say that there's a a kitchen that's probably too big for the space and it's a particular layout, but I want a different layout than perhaps what that kitchen looked like before. Is that possible? What can you do with all of this cabinetry? Buying a used kitchen, we do advise
2: people look for a kitchen that's slightly bigger than they need. And that gives you the ultimate choice in terms of cabinet sizes because obviously when you're buying used, it's a pre-pick of unit sizes One little tip that we find works quite well and it worked for me when I designed my own kitchen was we got a piece of graph paper and put the measurements for the kitchen on there and then we use post-it notes and we cut each post-it note to the size of each cabinet And then you can just move them around so you can actually design your own kitchen. It might not be the kitchen that you end up with, but it's a very good way of working out whether ultimately it's going to fit in the first instance. If you then want to take the advice of a kitchen designer, then then go ahead. But at least you can buy with some level of confidence that you know you're going to have enough cabinetry to make the kitchen that you want.
3: Definitely. I think it comes down to how confident people are in in doing that design with themselves. Some people throw themselves into it and do a great great job of it. I think others will will want a bit of uh, help and support from an expert. I
2: know know kitchen designers always get upset when I say, look, kitchens are boxes in a row.
3: (laughs) I'd say there's more to it. I
1: knew
2: you'd
3: say
1: that. I mean, but practical wise, again, so you've, let's say you've found a kitchen that you like. How am I getting that into my space? How would you recommend doing that?
2: Well, first of all, I wouldn't recommend collecting it yourself. I mean, obviously, I'm speaking from a business owner's perspective, but we have seen many instances where people go to collect a used kitchen from somebody's house. If you've never actually felt the weight of granite, then you do need to take a a stand back and just go, look, am I physically able? Is it safe? to collect this also the more expensive the, ca- the cabinetry is the heavier it is normally so they are heavy they also do need to be transported carefully granite looks virtually indestructible but it's not and it has to be handled very carefully and it cannot travel flat it has to travel on its side so really you need you need to find somebody who is careful enough and understands the products that's the first thing you
1: need to do getting it to your home is the difficult bit. Rob, how would you recommend it? And what would you say that people need to look for when they're looking at pre-owned kitchens?
3: So I think as far as transporting it goes, I totally agree with Helen. I think it's really important to get someone who knows what they're doing and is experienced in that sort of thing to, to do it. And I'd say even going back to, you know, making sure that kitchen's been removed properly, because that's a careful job. You know, sometimes we'll do new projects, uh, new, new fully new kitchens for clients, and they'll have their old kitchen in there. And that will be, you know, that might be going out and going to, to Helen's business, or they might have sold it to some friends or something and if that's happening we'll go in there and we'll be really careful we'll take time over how it's removed packaged up and then it's ready to be transported away safely Mm. so i'd I'd be making sure that that has happened properly as well
2: they're not installed to come out are they that's the thing (laughs) so removing the worktop is the first thing and it's probably the most challenging When you go to a pre-owned kitchen, normally you're not party to how it's been installed. Uh, So there are a number of different products can be used for sticking down a worktop. And you need to be mindful of that. So seek a professional's
1: advice. Okay, so we're looking at professionals. We're making sure that our kitchen has been removed properly. Mm -hmm. So then how do we then make it our own? So if it's pre-used and it's, let's say, blue, but you really wanted a green kitchen. Is that possible, Rob?
3: Certainly, yeah. So we've done some quite large refurbishment projects for people where... That we've retained, say, 80 or 90% of what they originally had. We've added some bits to it. But what they've got looks completely different. Yeah, we've hand-painted it in a different colour once we've completed or we've taken units away to off-site doors and, and panels and things to, to spray them and give it a new lease of life like that. So I'd say those big refurbishment projects, yeah, we've totally given that personalisation to the clients mm. and given them something that is for them and unique for them, same as a new kitchen.
2: The beauty with repainting is it gives you an opportunity to change the door furniture as well. So if, for instance, it was a seven-year-old kitchen and it had the very long bar handles that perhaps aren't in in fashion now and you wanted a gold handle, if you were painting it, it gives you the opportunity to remove that handle, fill the holes and start again, which, as we know, a handle can completely change a door, as well as, obviously, the colour.
3: Even with our new kitchens, we encourage people towards painted doors because we know in 10 or 15 years time, whilst the kitchen's still going strong, Tastes might have changed. They might fancy a new lease of life and they can then repaint that mm. and give that really quality kitchen a new a new lifetime and start from scratch with it yeah, almost, yeah.
2: You could remove some of the um, wall units and put shelving in, something like that, couldn't you? And you
3: completely change the look. This is it, yeah. yeah. There's so many options with a bit of uh, careful thought and uh, some good ideas. A yeah.
1: bit of Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we need. Or these three rooms. or kitchen Oh, yes, obviously, Sorry. <laughs> Okay, fantastic. But then how does it work with appliances? Do you have to have your appliances first, after, during? A lot of used kitchens
2: will come with appliances. Depends on the make. Some appliances can have a lifespan of 20 years plus, And now any appliance that you buy new will come under new legislation for the right to repair. So even if an appliance has a small problem with it or, you know, perhaps is four or five years old, you should be able to buy with confidence that that can be fixed if it does go wrong, because obviously they wouldn't come with a warranty. Any good seller... An honest seller will let you know whether everything works or not prior to collecting. A visit to the property prior to agreeing to buy would obviously give you the opportunity to look at them. But as a rule of thumb, the the higher quality the kitchen and the higher quality the appliances, the longer it will
3: last. Definitely, I'd totally agree, and I think it's really important that if you do need to um, change the appliances, you know the kitchen you're, you're buying might not come with the appliances. The client, the people who buy, you're buying it off, might have kept them, or the, any reason really. But if you do need to buy um, new appliances, then it's important to make sure they are going to fit. Most mm-hmm. most appliances are standard sort of sizes, but there are variances to that, so it's yes. really important to make sure. Before you try and uh, yeah slot an appliance in pint and find it doesn't fit, you don't it's want to the get profile, to
2: that isn't it? Getting the oven right if you want yeah. it to be absolutely perfect, that can be a challenge. And the integral fridges, yeah. things like that. But if you've got a kitchen with a range oven, then you're minimising that risk because you could just slot a new oven in as long as it's the right size.
1: Okay, fantastic. So that brings me nicely onto, let's say it doesn't come with appliances, but let's say it doesn't come with a worktop, or let's say you just want the doors or you just want the carcasses. Can you mix and match old and new kitchens? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can, Rob. Ab- absolutely, yes. You. So,
3: um, yeah, I mean, we do a lot of projects like this. And, yeah, we might, you know, we might retain the cabinets. The cabinets might be might have been terrible, but the doors were great quality. In that, in that case, we'll put in new cabinets, make sure we've got them, them so the doors will fit them, new worktops, whatever. It's totally really open to mix and match. I mean, there's, there's constraints and things like that. You need to make sure that the cabinets are going to be solid enough if you're putting a really heavy worktop onto them and before there was something light on there. But, yeah, broadly, I'd say mix and match and make it your own, definitely.
1: Brilliant. So let's say you are going to get a new kitchen, but you feel like your old kitchen, there's still life in it.
0: Mm-hmm. What else
1: can you perhaps do with your own old kitchen?
3: It probably depends on the quality. You know, if if the old kitchen isn't great, but it's still functional, you might look at maybe Gumtree or... Just putting it on free cycle even so that someone can have it for free and it's you know, you're making sure it's then not going into landfill. If it's something better quality, then I'd say seeking out the likes of Helen would be great and they can then look at it and whether see whether it'd be useful for them to then sell on to someone else, which can also bring you in a bit of money to help with your new kitchen project?
2: Facebook Marketplace is quite successful because it's it's very localised. So rather than some of the larger resale sites like eBay, um, Facebook Marketplace is normally from people in the locality. We also get quite a few approaches from charities. Lots of schools, community centres and uh, charity projects. They're always looking for kitchen cabinets, so that that's great but if it's if it's not of reuse standards then there are many ways that you can get rid of it other than just putting it in the skip for landfill Um, so there are companies out there i mean we, we do this ourselves in terms of ethical destruction so each element within the kitchen is put into the appropriate recycling whether that's recycling for biomass or whether that's just making sure that it's ethically destroyed so that environmentally everything's okay. And there are some other companies out there. I think any junk do it, and there's, there's a few others. And normally, they come and they take it away. They will take it out of your property. So it actually solves a problem, because if you're getting a new kitchen, that old kitchen, whether you're going to resell it or whether you're going to give it away or, or whatever, you've got to do something with it. So looking for an ethical choice is definitely the way forward.
3: I think all this helps with the concept which we'd um, describe as the circular economy. So mm. rather than having new materials turning them something new and then them being thrown away, we're looking at recycling those materials into something else and turning into something else. So um, one thing we do with all our new kitchens, all of our cabinets are made from a board which is 100% recycled timber. So that timber's been something else before, it's not fresh virgin Mm. timber that's just been chopped down and the more we can do that the more we can um, benefit that circular economy and benefit the environment as well.
2: I think people are much more switched on to that now aren't they? The last couple of years there's been real increased awareness that uh, things shouldn't just be in the skip I mean I, I can't walk past a skip I, I, I have the title Skip Rat I have been in a few skips in
3: my there's time there's always something good in there that's a lovely good. nickname <laughs> Skip
2: Rat I've yeah. had some very nice wood foring from a skip
3: absolutely yeah it, it's amazing what you can find and uh, you know you have to ask the homeowner absolutely please ask before you take anything yeah
1: Do you have any other examples of maybe reclaiming things and and creating...
3: So we use a lot of reclaimed and recycled materials. So there's the cabinet board that we use. We also do things like recycled glass worktops, which is lots of glass um, Mm. crushed up and set into a resin. Absolutely beautiful. Wonderful alternative to granite or quartz. We also reclaim school science lab benches and other timber. So that's beautiful. Iroko or Teak. Absolutely lovely timber. And it's maybe you know, it's been smashed to bits by kids in a school for, for 20 years or something, but it's still wonderful. You plane it down a bit and underneath it's absolutely gorgeous timber and we've done some lovely projects with that over lovely the years. lovely
2: design feature as well. Absolutely, Completely yeah. unique to your house. Totally, and right. adds some
3: warmth and, yeah, great stuff, absolutely. Um, another product, um, which is recycled paper, sort of layers of recycled paper, which are then impregnated with a resin, so quite a unique and different material. Again, we use that for worktops and sometimes cabinet doors and things like that as well. So there's loads of... Interesting options out there that are, are all part of this circular
1: economy. I mean, this brings me nicely on to my next question, which is, you know, as we've mentioned, a second-hand kitchen is perfect for those who want to be more sustainable or eco-friendly. What are you both seeing at the moment in terms of what homeowners are doing to be more environmentally friendly?
2: I think people are doing lots of things. A couple of years ago, I used to get quite excited when I put the recycling bin out and I knew I'd spent some time on it. And I think um, now that that's grown, I kind of think it's a bit like smoking. It's taken a while for people to realise that we really shouldn't be doing this. And I think as awareness has grown, it's becoming an obvious choice for people. It's about a consciousness And just being that little bit more aware. Unfortunately, there are always things, we will always need a skip because some things just can't be reused. But we can definitely minimise and I think people have become aware of that. And I think it's been helped by the retail industry as well. I mean, you know, I don't think I've bought a new handbag for many years. You know, I just go, I love love (laughs) pre-owned.
3: There's some great stuff out there, yeah. and it can save you a few quid as well. Absolutely, absolutely,
2: yeah.
3: I mean, we've seen a real shift, I think, in the last five years. I mean, we I started the business about 14 years ago. One of the reasons I started it, because I was, I was fed up of seeing really nice quality kitchens taken out and thrown in skips. It just seemed complete mm. madness to me. And we've seen a massive shift over that time. But, yeah, it's really sped up in the last few years. I think, you know, things like the focus on plastics in the ocean and things like that has really um, brought God it. God love you know, David Attenborough. Absolutely. It's really <laughs> brought it to the forefront of people's minds. And we're seeing a lot of people thinking about, you know, insulation as part of their project as well. You know, can they make the house use less energy as part of Mm. the refurbishment or if they're doing a bigger building project, you know, can they make the house closer to passive standard and things like that. And Mm. that's really important. We really need to um, improve our housing stock and how much energy it uses to heat it. And there's a long way we have to go, but it's exciting to see people uh, really switched on to that now.
2: One of the things I always always think is if if you actually look look at the definition of the term sustainability, it means that it has longevity. If something is is more expensive or inconvenient, it's much harder to change hearts and minds. And the fact that we've started to understand that re-commerce, so selling things that we don't want anymore, is a real plus point, not just for our pocket, but also the added benefit of the environment. I think that's definitely helped move things along much quicker.
3: And then I think when people are buying new, they're much more keen to make sure it's going to last a really long time. And again, that's really important for us as well.
1: Absolutely. If everyone's sold now on secondhand kitchens, (laughs) pre-owned kitchens, however, maybe they're not for everyone. What would you say is the main things you need to consider before buying a pre-owned kitchen?
2: The first thing obviously is condition when we began Used Kitchen Exchange, we coined the term approved. I think we actually pinched that from the car industry. The car industry have been selling used cars for probably about the last 40, 50 years. And approving it gives people the confidence that somebody else has looked at it, somebody else has checked it over. But if you don't buy from, from a company like us that do that, then when buying from eBay or from Facebook Marketplace, I would always suggest you go and view it. Kitchens have water and heat in them, and those are the two enemies of a kitchen. So if the kitchen is a vinyl wrap and and it's next to the oven, there's a high likelihood that that heat will have, have, over time, peeled it back. Likewise, water is a real villain when it comes to kitchen cabinetry. So, in order to make it last for longer, I'm I'm absolutely fastidious with my kitchen. Every time I've washed up, I wipe it down, wipe down the door fronts. Do you do that? <laughs> We've
3: seen the results yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, we? Absolutely. I mean, and there's things we do with all our um, projects. You know, whether it's a, a, a refurbishment or a brand new kitchen we put things like plastic sink based liner trays into the bottom of sink cabinets to protect you know so if there is a spillage or a bit of a link under the sink it mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't wreck that cabinet i mean things are look mm-hmm. things I'd be looking at on Secondhand hand kitchens as well i'd have a look inside that sink cabinet because that, that's yeah. probably one of the key places yeah. you're going to see some damage and you know yeah. you might find that cabinet itself is that's, ruined potentially that's on our
2: survey list yeah. <laughs> every time we go open those doors because <laughs> that's where the main the main damage will be but one or two units uh, that have had more use than any others because let's be honest we use the sink base probably the most um so in a kitchen which does have some use and some age um it's more likely there will be wear and tear on that but you could replace it so that's not necessarily a deal breaker the thing that really is a deal breaker is water damage and mdf the two do not go together so if you see bubbling, or it kind of goes a bit furry looking, doesn't it? Yeah, it starts
3: it? sort of um, expand it and, expands. and fur up. Yeah.
2: There's not an awful lot you can do with that. And that really would be a deal breaker for a reuse kitchen if there was a lot
1: of that. Is it a lot of effort or is it just a different process of buying a new kitchen? Depends where you buy it from. We would like to say we make
2: it much easier and risk-free. But there's always an amount of legwork. And if you're going to save money, it's a bit like a package holiday. Some people don't want to take the risk. And they will go and they will book a package holiday where everything, including airport transfers, the whole lot is, is catered for them. Others prefer to, to free roam a little bit and book things themselves. Different reasons for that are, are normally about saving money, but also getting a more personalized trip. So, yes, it will never be for everybody.
3: I think there's a variety, so I think it can be quite straightforward. It can be less effort mm. than buying a, a brand-new kitchen. Equally, it can be more, you know, some of those bigger refurbishments we've done, there's been a lot of work gone into that. And, it, you know, even the costs might have ended up much higher and much closer to the price of a new kitchen, but someone's been able to reuse a huge amount of stuff. And it, it depends sort of what you want to do with it and how close mm. that used kitchen is for what you're needing. You know, if there's a lot of alteration to do and a lot of extra, extra elements to add in, then, you know, that is going to be more complicated potentially, mm. yeah.
1: Okay, fantastic. So, I guess to finish off, what are you both seeing at the moment in terms of what people want from their kitchens?
3: Crikey, where to start? (laughs) I think we're seeing people being a bit more bold at the moment. Actually, more bold with colour and more exciting, you know, kitchens. I mean, ten years ago there was a lot of ivory out there, and I think that's you know we've hopefully grey. left that behind. Ivory Isn't and it? grey, yeah. Oh, I'm
2: glad the grey. Whereas gone. now
3: we're doing a lot of blue, we're doing green, we've done some mm. yellow recently. You know, it's mm. you know re- and people being a bit more bold with that splash of colour, which I I particularly like. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think um, we're spending much more time in our homes, um, and I think we've become much more aware that um, we are affected by our environment. Also, the the kitchen has become a place of multi-use. It's not just about cooking a meal anymore. It's not just about socialising either. It's about how a family works and also working from home. Um, So I think we're actually spending a lot more time in there. So it's become a much more significant room and how it makes us feel is really important so I know there's there's um, a trend now for more biophilic design within kitchens more greenery more plants more life
3: definitely we're seeing that as well yeah people want to you know incorporate those elements into the way we're designing it so they've got Mm -hmm. that space for the plants and you know hanging plants down near the window and things like that which is which is lovely as well
2: yeah and the 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 shelves for the reuse storage jars and
3: yeah where, where they can go and, yeah, refill. So, yeah, we're, we're finding that, yeah, we're designing those spaces around how people live and um, people mm. live in a more environmentally sound way as well. Um, definitely we're putting more, you know, desk spaces into, this, into the kitchens as well. And I think really the kitchens for a lot of people has taken over the living room as the place that they spend most time hanging out now. Mm. And and that's a real change from 10 years ago when it was, you know, a place to cook and eat maybe. Yeah.
1: All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. If anyone has any questions on secondhand kitchens, pre-owned kitchens or how they can reclaim their old kitchen, please do get in touch. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank you.
0: Thank you very, very much to Georgina, Helen and Rob there. What a lovely, insightful chat that was, wasn't it? Just goes to show that the options for creating and buying a kitchen really are endless and you don't have to buy one new to get the look that you're after. You could find your dream kitchen in the form of a pre-loved one, which, as we found out, is a great sustainable option as well. What a win-win that is. I really enjoyed listening to the ways in which you can make a pre-loved kitchen your own as well. A little out-of-the-box thinking goes a long way, as we found out, and how you could, in fact, reuse your own cabinets and create a new look from there. Very, very clever indeed. So I hope you've got lots of ideas from that episode. So what do you think? Do you think you'd consider buying a second-hand kitchen after all? Let me know. I'd love to find out whether that's convinced you. I'll leave you to ponder that for now. But as always, you can get in touch with me or the team by emailing hello at these3rooms.com or following KBB Magazine on social media. Thank you, as always, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'll see you again next week for more of How to Buy a Kitchen or Bathroom, the podcast. Thank okay. you.